hey, just a heads up. If you want to get way more unpopular opinion in your life, head over to patreon.com slash unpops. You can get every episode of every podcast we do completely ad-free for just $5 a month. We do 10 episodes a week. That's 12 and a half cents per episode. You don't have to listen to them all. You'll want to because they're all really great, but you don't have to listen to them all. We're not saying you have to have that much free time, but if you do have that much free time to kill, Unpopular Opinion is a great way to do it because we put out a whole lot of great podcasts that you should be listening to. $5 a month. You get to hear them before the rest of the world. The benefits are nearly immeasurable. I mean, they are, but playing around with words. Anyway, patreon.com slash unpops. Go sign up. And even if you don't, we love you anyway. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Take a Walk. A podcast that happens outside. With your host... Vanessa Gritton. Take two! <laughs> yeah, because my equipment hates me, and it filled the card while I was doing the damn intro. Is it recording? Cool. Hi, you're listening to Take Her Walk. This is Vanessa Gritton. Uh, quick note before I introduce your fabulous guest today, I've read all of your comments, and we're going to stick with the format in favor of better audio. If we can get a cool sound bite, kind of like we did with the Adam Todd Brown episode at Dodger Stadium and use it at the intro, we will. But for now, I want to commit to better sound. And that means in the future, also potentially better equipment. Just please keep in mind, I work a day job and I'm a poor. So <laughs> that's going to take a little while. Bear with me. But for now, we're going to hang out with my task cam. And other than that, yes, I read all of your comments, and I love you all, and you mean a whole bunch to me when it comes to shaving this, and why am I getting sappy? Hi, Cindy! <laughs> hey! Uh, today's guest is Cindy Aravina. She's one of my favorite comedians in Los Angeles. Aww. Say hi, Cindy. Hey! Yay! Um, Cindy is my favorite buddy for treating herself days. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities in Los Angeles to do very cool, but sometimes very expensive things. Mm-hmm. And uh, for multiple occasions now, we'll set our sights on something that are like two months down the line and we'll save up until that moment. And I think if you're broke as fuck, you appreciate it way more than the people that oh, are there doing it all the time. Sure. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like the, the kids, it's like the Make-A-Wish kids going to Disneyland. It's <laughs> <laughs> going like, this is our last churro. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, the location that we're talking about today is Tuamek, mm-hmm. which is Chef Ludo's restaurant. And the entire time we were there, one of the things I noticed was all of the people that were there were just kind of like talking through their meals and casually eating and not even like really finishing everything that was on their plates. Which is insane. How how do you spend that much money and not finish your goddamn food? I was getting so angry looking at the people just not taking every last like sop-worthy <laughs> bit of just anything that they could take from their... I was just like, I could do that. Do you want to just give me your plate? Give it. Because, like, we were watching each other, if we had a squeegee, like, try and scrape sauce and bits yeah. <laughs> into our mouths. And the server's like, oh, are you ready? And it's just like, no, there's a smearing on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Still working. <laughs> still working on it. It still smells like something. Yeah. I, that was, 
that was like the most like I I, I feel like I, I'm always able to replace like the best meal I've ever had in my life which is like an exciting thing for me to just like be able to top that mm-hmm. and yeah Twamek was definitely like one of those experiences where you're just like I will remember this always oh yeah it, it was one of those things where in the middle of a dish you're just kind of like oh food won't be the same yeah and I mean and then it is it's like childbirth where you're just like this is the most intense thing that ever happened but afterwards you're just like dominoes fuck yeah <laughs> but it still imprints it in your head as like a very mm-hmm. special moment where you kind of appreciate what you eat a little bit more yeah tell us a little bit about Chef Ludo and Twomek so Chef Ludo, he is, um, he's a French cook. He's from France. He's just like, he's like your modern day chef. Like he's, you know, this young, attractive guy, tattoos, like sleeves of tattoos. Um, he's been cooking since he was a young boy. Like in his Wikipedia article, he said that his dad took him to um, this restaurant called Maxine when he was uh, a teenager expecting him to, like, stop, like, asking to, like, go <laughs> to restaurants yeah. and stuff. And the, he gave him, like, some menial job, like, I don't know, like, washing dishes. And Ludo loved it. He was like, no, I'm, I want to... I want to be a part of this yeah. forever. <laughs> and he's definitely in that movement that's making mm-hmm. food almost part... It's part of entertainment now. Like, it's why shows like Mind of a Chef and mm-hmm. No Reservations and have become so popular. And he's he's definitely... Something that you can place in, like, that food tourism face. Yeah, for sure. And, like, his his style is described as, I think, French with other other flavor inspirations in it. Like, his other restaurant, Trois Familia, is, like, the casual dining, so mm. to speak, for him, which is, it's very, like, French and Mexican-inspired. That was, like, another, like, cool treat. Chris took me there for my birthday, mm. and it was just, like, so, so many interesting things there. Like, his take on a burrito was just, like... It had, like, kind of, like, an olive I don't know, like... Almost briny. Yeah. And, like, at first when you bite it, you're just like, I don't know. But then as you keep eating it, you understand the flavors more. And it's just, like, so insane. Like, um, also at uh, Trois Familia, they had this taco. It's a double-decker taco with the outside shell is soft, the inside inside shell is hard, and then, like, this potato puree and carrot as, like, the the crunch instead of lettuce. Because you can't do lettuce with potato. That would just be weird. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, like, these are carrots that you would eat, because uh, I'm not sure, I wonder if the listeners know. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Vanessa has, like, <laughs> Vanessa's relationship with carrots can be described as like a child that doesn't want to go to sleep when their babysitter is trying to put them to sleep just like kid work with me here <laughs> it's the most like no like I, there was one day where I texted Cindy because I was really upset because I'd spent 20 minutes trying to eat a baby <laughs> carrot like shaving it in her teeth just anything to get it to just not trying to get carrot. little bits and I was really upset and I was just like if I eat carrots I'll be a better person <laughs> like I convinced myself that if I can eat a carrot my life will be better mm-hmm. and so anytime a dish is really good Cindy's watermark is Vanessa you'll eat these carrots yeah like there was a really good... We went to some restaurant on Valentine's Day, like the day before Valentine's Day, and you had that breakfast banh mi oh, yeah, sandwich. Yeah, that's right. And you got me to eat the carrots and those, mm-hmm. and those were good. And then Twamek had those insanely good purple oh, roasted carrots God. that I inhaled. Uh, so now anytime Cindy wants to like describe this is really good is you'll also eat the carrot. Yeah. Because uh, holy shit am I a child about carrots. 
There was one day where I tried to explain to her that I was so hungry that I ate a baby carrot, and everybody was like, that's nothing. And Cindy's like, how hungry were you? What <laughs> <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> was, there, was there nothing else? <laughs> there was nothing else. It was just baby carrots and wet broccoli, and I don't like the texture of raw broccoli no. in my mouth. Well, that's just foul. Because it's just like the little floret yeah. grains. Now, one of the things I really liked about Twomek is when you think about going out for something expensive when you're a kid, you think of, like, your parents' very stuffy restaurants mm-hmm. where, like, you need to kind of dress a certain way there's and the like napkins. There's, music in the back. There's yeah. that soft piano. There's that, like, if I talk too loud, everyone's going to look at me. And the really cool thing about Twomek is that it's a really indulgent, really luxurious, mm-hmm. like, high-class dining experience, but it also kind of feels casual as fuck because he's so playful. Right. Well, the the outside of it is an old Raffalo's pizza. Like, Yeah, you can't, there's no signage. Yeah, you wouldn't, I would it's in a strip never mall. have known. Because, like, when I got there, I was like, what the fuck is Twomek? And then I, and then you were like, oh, it's the, it's the Raffalo's pizza. It's this abandoned pizzeria next to the 7-Eleven. I was like, oh, my God, I thought that was just, like, the old picture. I know. And updated it. But, yeah, it's, like, this fading sign. The windows are completely, like, frosted out. You can't see inside. Yep. And then you get in there, and it's, like... French hip-hop is playing, yeah. and everybody's dressed, like, fairly casually. Mm-hmm. I was in sneakers, and I felt fine. Yeah. And, it's, uh, like, a 30-seat uh, restaurant. Yeah. Like, very, very tiny. Like, I remember looking over at the, the bar seating area. I'm like, that's where I want to sit next time. Like, I know we're, like, we're in a, we're in a group. Because you're watching, basically, like cooking gods in yeah. the same area as you and they're they're bringing it to you yeah. he served food yeah it was incredible i was like starstruck looking at him just like oh, there he is oh my god because <laughs> <laughs> like the funny thing is i had a mirror behind me and you were sitting in front of me and i'd mm-hmm. peek at the mirror to just watch your reactions mm-hmm. at things that were happening but it was more comfortable it wasn't stuffy and i think that's the kind of fancier experience I look mm-hmm. for. It's, I can still be myself, I just kind of saved up for this moment. Right. Uh, yeah, like we, we just, we dress like a little bit nicer than we normally would have, yeah. but not nothing crazy and everyone else there was like dressed pretty casually too. Like Even then more so probably. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, the, the also the thing with that is like, it was so cool to like look in the mirror of the kitchen just to see all the other tools that they have in there. Yeah. Just, like, all the weird stuff that's like they probably have not used that in like several. They've months, used it for like one night. Yeah. Just because they're like, oh, this would be fun. Yeah. What's the stuffiest dining experience you've ever, or like just the stuffiest indulgent experience where you're just like, I don't feel at home here. Um. Hmm. Probably I I did a tasting. It was actually really delicious. But at Saddle Peak Lodge in it's like in the Mulholland like that kind of mm. area. Um, like Malibu Hills kind the, of. Your park is the shittiest, your car is the shittiest car on the block when you park there and you yeah. know it. Yeah, like my friend took me there for my birthday. Fabulous, w- most like wonderful gift. Because mm-hmm. like, that's what I love about like eating with people. Like I, w- I love giving people gifts where it's like an experience for them, whether it's like getting them a massage or like a meal, mm-hmm. more so than like, oh, here's a body Here's a thing. thing. Yeah, like, and that was like one of the most like touching gifts because like she knows that I love food and like, I love mm-hmm. wine and stuff. And so she took me there, but it was just, like, so high class. I wore, like, my graduation dress. Just, like... <laughs> the one good dress you have in the back of yeah. your closet when you're just kind of like, oh, I'll never wear this unless someone dies. Yeah, and it was just, like, incredible. And, like, the way that the chefs talk to you, they're, like, talking down to you. I'm like, this is, like, Ooh. what this is supposed to be. But I was, like, every third word, I'm like, what? Can you repeat that? Like, but it was, it was incredible. Like, I still... Like, I distinct taste memories of things I ate yeah. during that um, that tasting menu but god was it fucking expensive and I just thanked her like a thousand times just like you were so sweet thank you so much I would never experience this otherwise yeah my 
version of that was um, I wanted to make it up to my parents because we there's this place called the Anaheim White House mm-hmm. that is this amazing Italian restaurant in Orange County, uh, mostly because it kind of looks like the actual White House. But uh, my parents tried to go there when we were kids as like a great Valentine's Day night out, and my little brother and I utterly ruined it by like crawling around the tables and they had to leave early. So it was like a good anniversary gift would be if I took them there mm-hmm. as an adult. And the second you walk in, there's, like, an actual piano player in the middle of the room playing soft (laughs) piano. And you, like, get your own, like, kind of off-to-the-corner table. And the servers are wearing cover buns. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) And it it was, like, very pretty portions. And it was the kind of place where if they offered champagne, they wouldn't tell you the price of the champagne. You know, like, if if they don't tell you the price, you probably can't afford it. I did not know this at the point. Uh, And the bill came. And I have a thing where I swear in Spanish if something overwhelms yeah. me. <laughs> La puta madre. Exactly. <laughs> like, I open the bill and I just went, hija de la madre. Like, immediately, because my dad was in the bathroom and my mom's like, what's wrong? And I show her the check and it's only three of us and it's $600. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. I know. Oh my God. When was this? This was, I was like. 17 years old. Just no business, like, spending that Just kind no, of money. Just no, and, like, I had my savings because I'd been working mm-hmm. since I was 15, and, like, I had a decent job, and I was living at home, and I was just kind of like, I can pay for this, but I do not want to pay for this. Yeah. And I showed it to my older brother, and, like, he had an actual job job, and I'm like, all right, we're going to go half and half on this. Uh-huh. So he did 250 and I did uh, the rest. But... <laughs> The entire time I was there, I was afraid to touch anything because mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going to get my peasant hands all over it. <laughs> How did they let that happen? I, why would they let a teenager say, yes, my parents would love champagne. I didn't know any better. And that's why now as an adult, and I think one of the reasons we get along really well is uh, we love the idea of saving up for a thing and like yeah. kind of like excitedly planning for a thing. Yeah, I don't want the new iPhone. I want to go to Twamek again. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I want an experience. I like saving up for experiences over stuff. I don't want something that I'm going to like hate in a few mm-hmm. months, but I know I'm going to fucking love traveling somewhere I've never been before. Yeah. Like, you set goals for me when you went to Iceland last mm-hmm. year, because holy shit, how... How, how was it? Like, how did you plan and, like, save up for that? Um, well, the thing that inspired it was they were advertising, like, $99 fly, round-trip flights for Wow Air. Oh, shit. We didn't, we didn't get it for that cheap, mm-hmm. but we still got an amazing deal. It was, like, I think, um, it was, like, 300 bucks a pop. I don't remember if it was 300 each way. Either way, it was a great deal because I, I had, like, flown to London, like, years before that, and that was, like... 800 for the yeah. round trip and that was just for me but for this it was like yeah I think it was like 600 per person which is like an amazing deal to fly you know across the the con- the whatever the globe and so that just kind of like inspired it for us because like Chris had it like he was working a really good job at the time and he was mm-hmm. like I want this to be like my gift to you and that of course like I can't just like have him pay for everything I'm like well I'm gonna save up all my money to do this too (laughs) and it was like we planned it in January we weren't gonna go until September so that just Mm -hmm. gave us like this enormous window to just save and plan and just like really have a good trip like I I do similar things in terms of I love doing off-season things Mm -hmm. because if the weather's a little bit weird I'll put on a sweater or I'll put on shorts I'm not that bothered by it. And I'd much rather go in the off-season. Yeah, I'd rather go to Florida when it's kind of chilly, and I'd rather go to, like, cold places in the dead of winter. And because of this, I tend to save a lot of money, and I don't have to deal with people. Yeah. 
And so much better. I never understand that whole, like, no, we have to go during this specific mm-hmm. time. Why do you want to spend $400 more than you have to? Yeah, and then you have to wait to just, like, go to everything. And, yeah, it was just, like, it was such a super easy trip. And, like, yeah, it was a little cold, but, like, it's Iceland. Like, it's if, Iceland. If you're expecting you to be warm, get the fuck out of here. It's in the fucking name. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of Groupons. Yeah, that's the thing I need to get into more. Because yeah. you're really good at finding, like, really specific good deals and uh, just jumping on them. Like, I'll, I'll check it kind of every day until I find one decently interesting. Because what I do is, um, and I recommend this for everybody, are you familiar with an app called Digit? Mm-mm. So, we both have our ways of just, like, this adds up into a fun thing. When mm-hmm. I met you, uh, you were saving uh, bottles just to plan a dope party. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this shit does add up into something good. Yeah. Uh, Digit is an app that it spends a few days monitoring your bank account and what your mm-hmm. sa- spending's like. So it figures out, like, what are your dumb expenditures that you shouldn't be spending money on. It would tell me food all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. It tells Kevin alcohol all the time. <laughs> and so it'll figure out what it is, and then anytime you make a dumb expense, so it'll take out a little bit every day mm-hmm. based on money you don't use anyway. So it'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, based on her savings, she won't miss 75 cents this day or $3 this day. But if you make a really dumb saving, uh, it'll take an amount like a percentage of the dumb saving and also put that in your savings okay. like there was one time kevin spent 60 dollars at a bar and he took out 40 dollars and put it in his savings or for me it's uh just anything on amazon um <laughs> anything dumb makes and you look at yourself <laughs> it so first of all it makes you look at your savings and then it takes out amounts that by its calculations you wouldn't miss anyway mm-hmm. And then that's ingenious. It's ingenious, and it doesn't tell you how much you're saving. You have to oh. ask it to find out. It'll only tell you during like specific, like you finally hit a hundred. Uh, and there's one day where I'm just like, you know what? I haven't checked my like lift like my digit account in a while, and I open it up and I have four hundred dollars. What? It has four hundred dollars of just dumb money that it has, and I literally I have not noticed it. That's like a funsies four hundred one k. It's a funsies four hundred one k. So what I do is I'll save that digit amount. So when I see a really good Groupon or a really mm-hmm. good like adventure deal for really cheap i can hop on it because i have that funsies account Mm -hmm. and that's how everybody's just like how the fuck are you affording like this weird weekend trip that you're going to this place with everything included it's like my funsies account yeah because this robot told me that i'm bad at money and it took the money i'm not saving anyway and then the robot gives me back good times oh my god i'm gonna have to use that now i tell everybody to use digit that's amazing it's the best uh adam todd brown also uses digit like it was a moment where we're just like, oh yeah, we both have a robot telling us that we're dumb at money and fixing our lives. I love though that it doesn't tell you how much you've saved until you ask it, because then I needed to treat me like a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 you can't look. Sorry, you can't have it. What It'll, do you need this for? Yeah. It will send you gifts when you're doing a good job, though. Uh-huh. So just be like, here's a duck dancing, because you're not dumb this time. <laughs> And you're like, oh, ducky, yay. <laughs> yay, I'm not noticing that I'm actually being smarter about spending now. <laughs> and, like, then I won't use my regular day-to-day money, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Yeah, that's my problem is I use my day-to-day money to, like, buy these fancy <laughs> things. Well, like, for Twan Mac, like, that was just kind of happenstance because, like, we both got this nice We both worked at the work. same job. Yeah, and we were both, like... I was like, oh, I'm thinking about taking Chris, like, somewhere cool with this bonus job. Oh, I was thinking of taking Kevin somewhere cool. I was like... And you're like, where are you thinking of taking Chris? I was like, Twomek. And you're like, get yes! the fuck out of town. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten a bonus that big in my life. So no, I wanted, me I was like, I'm going to put half into the savings mm-hmm. and then the other half, I'm going to do something real dumb and real fun with this. Yeah. And we actually have the Twomek menu Ooh, yes. with us from that day. 
If you can, look up Chef Ludo's episodes in Mind of a Chef. Uh, he's uh, hyperactive and super intense, so of course I love him. Yeah, he's like he's like your chef cliche in the best way. Like, the psycho, the psycho combination of the art brain and the science brain. I'm just an intellectual, but very intense, and yes. <laughs> I combine too many things for you to understand. Like, he... He had one dish that was like, we're going to find it in there, but uh, me and Cindy's boyfriend, Chris, looked at each other after we ate it and then got mad because we would never make like something like that in our entire lives and we could never figure out how it happened. Yeah. Um, so, our, the snacks that we got... Oh, and real quick before we get into the snacks, they have the choice of a wine pairing menu. Which I cannot afford. And the non-alcoholic pairing which we we can yeah, afford we can and it was I, I actually preferred it yeah it was it was the one of the most interesting like offerings like I've never seen another restaurant do that it's always like a wine or you just drink like sparkling water yeah but, or they're just kind of like cider you peasant yeah. uh and no they like crafted non-alcoholic cocktails to complement every single one it was so thoughtful I loved it like so for the snacks we got. Uh, white asparagus velouté, which I still remember the taste of to this day because it's one of the most special things I've ever tasted. Uh, it was like drinking happy air. Mm -hmm. Uh, Earl Grey trout egg tart. Oh my gosh. Which I thought I was going to hate. Oh, that was so good. But it tasted like the ocean. Yes. And it was just perfect. What was the, I think with all that we drank the, the lime quat, um. Kumquat thing. Yeah. That was, it was like a. It was like a kumquat cooler. It was like a Gatorade, but fancy. It was delicious. I have, okay, so <laughs> whenever I try something fancy, my watermark for, like, c- d- comparing it to things are all very stupid because mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to compare it to. So I'll be like, <laughs> so I'll be, all right. <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, this Wellington tasted just, it's like a super fancy Hot Pocket. Like, <laughs> Because my standards are, I know that it's delicious, Mm -hmm. just my comparisons are dumb. So when we had an Earl Grey trout egg tart, I was like, oh, these taste like the mini quiches at motels uh, that they have at the front sometimes when they have a business party. (laughs) And I'm not part of that business party, but I pretend I am and I eat them. Um, It's one of the ways I've I've stolen so much from motels and hotels. That's so smart. I've stolen countless things from... In Houston, I pretended to be part of some conference so my mom and I can get free wine, and then she took the bottle, because <laughs> that's awesome. my mom. Uh, at a hotel around the corner, they used to have some company that would do business meetings every Sunday, and I would take mini quiches from the desk. Uh, and my favorite move is if you are in a town you don't know, and your phone's about to die, and you're panicking, go to any hotel and tell them that you spent the night earlier, and you left a charger, and the chances are they won't even check. They'll just hand you a box of chargers, and you go, it's this one! Oh, that's genius. I've I've done that so many times when I was in a town I don't know. I'm just like, ah, I'm about to get so lost, and I can't afford a charger. Uh, oh, yeah, they have those, like, crunchy little ridiculous spring rolls, which I like because a fen- fancy man made me eat vegetables, and I liked it. Uh, crispy tapioca and parmesan, and my favorite of the snacks... Mustard creme brulee. Oh my god, the fucking mustard creme brulee. It oh is mind-blowingly my crazy. That was the kind of thing where it was just like, why have, why has no one thought of this before? Because it made sense. Yeah. Because like my favorite thing to do, and everybody thinks I'm gross for this, is I like to eat mustard out of packets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't judge you at all. You're the first person to not look at me weird for that, but like I like 
tear up in a corner of like hot brown mustard and just kind of like lick it out of the packet. Oh, so you get fancy mustard too. You're not just doing like French's packets. Well, Wetzel's pretzels, mm-hmm. you have the Golden's mustard packets, the the hot mustard, which are my favorites, and I'll just lick those packets. Mm-hmm. But I'll also do Heinz. Okay. So I really love mustard. I have 11 kinds of mustard in my fridge. Uh, Y'all keep sending Jeff and Quincy and Adam stuff, and I'm starting to get sad. Send me mustard, bitches. Mustard costs like a dollar. Fucking send her Send mustard. me mustard. Just give me all of the mustard. Huh. <laughs> I keep seeing them get candy and hoodies, and I'm like, that's fine. All I want is a bottle of mustard. <laughs> but if you like honey mustard, and mustard works like with honey and other sweet things, it's basically a mustard custard with brulee sugar on top, and it's fucking perfect. It was so good, like tear worthy good. Like my favorite thing is when something is so good but so far out of your reach in terms of like conceptualizing it that you curse. And I took a bite and I was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. That was the kind of thing where it's just like I don't even know where I'd start to try to make this. Yeah, there was, I, I would probably put mustard in vanilla pudding and ruin yeah. everything, <laughs> and then just throw it against the wall. It's just like this sucks. You're not her. <laughs> Oh my god, that fucking brulee! Oh, that the, was with the perfect just sugar crack. Oh, it was it was amazing. It was so good. There's something very special about. It makes me think of every birthday because like, I'm never I'm not a cake person. Mm-hmm. Everyone I know is a cake person. I was a like brulee at Cheesecake Factory or like someplace that had it person for my birthdays, especially because you don't have to share brulee. Yeah, uh, that's a one person. That's a one-person deal. Sorry, guys. I don't want to share a sheet cake with you because fuck sheet cake. Yeah. It's just the only good sheet cake, tres leches. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Porto's tres leches because he put strawberries in the layers in between. Mm -hmm. And Porto's is magical and perfect and wonderful. And every year I ask for a mango cake from Porto's on my birthday. And every goddamn year I get a fucking cupcake because I don't know what it is that every girl loves cupcakes. I don't. Give me a mango cake, you assholes. I will get you a mango cake next year. Thank I will you. remember this. Stop. I was never... Were you ever someone that, like, got on the cupcake craze when no. that was a thing? Mm-mm. It was too much sugar on sugar yeah. for me. I I mean, I'll... I, like, I love, like, a good carrot cupcake, but most of the time I'm just like, meh. It's got to, like, really blow me away. It has to have a savory element, usually, if I'm going to eat a cupcake. I... So everybody knows what my favorite sweet and savory pairing is. What? Uh, I have it as a ring... Uh, I never oh, stop yes, talking yes. about it. <laughs> My favorite thing on this goddamn planet, and I don't know why, for all the wonderful riches that I've tasted in this world, nothing has compared. Why are my eyes watering? <laughs> nothing <laughs> has compared to how I feel about McGriddles, specifically the sausage. I've recently tried the bacon. It doesn't hold up. It has to be sausage. Okay. Yeah, because it holds all the juice. Yeah, and like somebody recently, <laughs> somebody recently brought me a McGriddle to Killer Mike, and, like, I actually started, like, tearing up and hugging, and this is somebody that I would never hug in a million years, just because I don't know them that well, Mm -hmm. and I don't hug people I don't know that well, but I was, like, climbing all over him, like, to where I was, like, nuzzling him, and I was just like, thank you, thank you, you get me! I, fuck, I love McGriddles. Well, yeah, I mean, because you're you're a chef, chefs love, like, McDonald's, like, because they The weird McDonald's trash. Yeah, chefs love McDonald's fries. Yep. They, yeah, McGriddles, because it hits, it hits all the five flavors, and it just, it has everything. It has crunch, it has sweet, it has savory, it just, it's everything. Oh, yeah. And it would be someone like us to where we're talking about, like, 
$200 tasting menus at Twomek, and my brain still goes to, but I'm a griddle though. <laughs> and anytime somebody's just kind of like, oh, they're just like fucking cookies or like sweet pan... No, they are pancakes on the outside with maple syrup crystals that crystals. makes it... Per- they're maple syrup crystals. When you fucking get to eat crystals other than salt and sugar, and never mind. Um, <laughs> everything's a crystal, never mind. But it's... In this town. It's a perfect fluffy stack of goodness. I, if a doctor told me I can never eat McGriddles again, I would just let death take me. Uh, just kill that doctor. Just <laughs> give me a second opinion. Uh, literally any time I've ever been angry at Kevin, he's been just like, I'll, I'm going to go get you a McGriddle. <laughs> Those are my flowers and candy. Oh, like the most charming thing I ever heard was a man talk about how the McDonald's French fry is a perfect entity for only six seconds, and then it's terrible, and that's like enjoying most moments in life. And I, actually, that was Viggo Mortensen. That was a Viggo Mortensen interview. <laughs> of course, it was. He uh, had three paragraphs dedicated to talking about McDonald's French fries. That's I'm gonna have to read that. It's one of the most perfect. Does Viggo? Does Vito cook? Vigo? Vigo. I don't know. He lives like off the grid. Uh, of course, he does. Musing <laughs> about French fries and. <laughs> Uh, wearing all denim. Yeah, yeah. He's an all denim kind of guy. Yeah, he is. What's your favorite, like, gross indulgence? Like, when it comes to just, there's too much on this. This is Marie Antoinette levels of too much on too much. Uh, probably elote. I just, I... Ooh, yeah. There's just so much crap. You can put it in and I fucking love it. It's the most comforting thing. It, there's a, I found out there's an Elote guy by my new job, oh, and I'm going to start carrying petty cash around me, because yeah. I was leaving work, and I heard that horn, and it's like a conch shell, tiny, like, little Latina that grew up around it, where you're just kind of like, where are you? <laughs> I feel you near. And I tried to describe it to Kevin's mom once, and the funny thing is, I, they find it delicious. I just think white people are afraid of the ingredients on Elote, just because it sounds daunting. Because it's like, well, it's mayonnaise or, mm-hmm. like, Mexican sour cream and cotija cheese. and Not Parmesan. Just want to make that very clear. It cannot be Parmesan. Parmesan makes it taste like trash. Whitney Melton told me Parmesan one time when I wanted to, like, punch him. Even though I fucking love Whitney, I would never want to hurt him. I was like, Whitney, no. <laughs> what are you doing? No. <laughs> it is too nutty and too refined. It has to be cotija cheese. It's, like, $2 for a giant block of it. And you grind a whole bunch of it up until it's literally just a bag that you can just shake the corn or roll it in. Yeah. And it's just white. You cannot see corn under it anymore anymore it smells like feet and it tastes amazing it does smell like feet yeah it smells so much like feet and the local uh elote guy in my childhood neighborhood my mom always gives like the gardeners or the elote guys or like all the stuff any things that we're getting rid of that still are nice so they can take home and she gave him a pepper grinder and he's just like well i don't really have use for a pepper grinder mm-hmm. i so, love this story <laughs> <laughs> i recently told he put Flaming hot Cheetos in the pepper mill. Beautiful. <laughs> and ground it all over the elote. And fuck, how is he not a millionaire? Oh my god. Yeah, that's it, that's just. He saw this thing and was just like, I'm not gonna, but maybe. <laughs> it's that Latino innovation. Yep. Uh, you just find a use for the weirdest things. Where eventually you just see your mother's fancy pepper grinder and this man is just putting red gold. Onto an already, it's gilding the lily at that point. So bad, I would put that fucking shit on everything. Oh my god, I would have put that on like chicken, it, and like I just most 
Latin snacks, I think, are what, like, give me a high watermark for I like weird indulgences. Mm -hmm. Because they are, like, we can't just have fruit. No. It's fruit and lime and chamoy and tagine and all of that good stuff. And every person that isn't a Latino right now, please try tagine on your fruit. Yes. It brings it up, like, ten levels. It just brings out everything that's good about fruit. You will eat more fruit. Oh, my God. I've eaten fruit for... uh, after I did the Culver City Stairs episode mm-hmm. with Chet Wild, uh, he bought me a box of fruit covered in, like, lime and chili powder. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what a sweet baby angel. But I put it in my car, and as I was driving, I had my hand in it like it was a baby the entire time, and I had to break hard. And I watched all of the fruit juice, the best part, just slosh out of the tray no. and onto my dashboard. Oh, no. <laughs> And I'm, like, stuck in traffic, but I'm, like, wiping the dash with my hand and just, like, licking it off of my hand <laughs> before it's sticky and gone. Well, what is uh, your favorite thing you've saved up for? Like, the most special thing that you put time and money away for? for um, just in general or food or? Experience. Like, just a treating yourself experience. Oh, um, I saved for over a year to go to Europe for three weeks when I was 21. Damn, girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I had started saving up, and then I sold my first car, and then I put that toward it, and mm. I, I saved up, like, I think five grand and just went to Europe by myself for three weeks. I wasn't... Holy shit. I did a tour. I wasn't by myself by myself, but that, that was, like, my goal for, like, over a year. Just, like, yeah. gotta save up, gotta plan my thing. And I, looking back, I'm just like, holy shit, how was I, like, a child, like, planning this thing, and, like, now I wouldn't even know where to start if I was, like, to do that trip again probably because I would do it differently this time but Mm. but yeah that was like my any free time I had I was just like what's this place like what can I do here like oh this is where we're gonna go cool like yeah it's one of the things that makes me the most sad whenever I see conservatives and shit talking about people with not that much money and they're like well if they didn't buy their avocado toast and their iPhones and it's like fuck you just because someone's low income doesn't mean they can have an indulgent ever in their lives yeah it's such mental health points when you like save up for something special and i'm not saying it's like a deserved right but everybody in this world shouldn't like have you ever bought or done something that's like a little bit beyond your means and almost felt like people around you that know what your financial situation like is like a little bit judgy about it yeah but they're just kind of like how do you afford this shit or like you know if you're not doing that well off how are how are you going here and it (laughs) It's weird. You can't do the... Like, I was excited to go to Twamek, but at the same time, I, in my head, I was like, already people are going to be like, oh, how is she fucking coming up with the money for this? Because people can never just keep their noses down yeah. with that. Because there's always that, man, these millennials and their avocado toast. And also, fuck avocado toast. You can make it at home, though. Yeah, exactly. It's very... It's pretty inexpensive. <laughs> but do you ever get that feeling where it's just kind of like, uh, somebody's... Somebody's thinking something. Yeah, you... Usually I'll get, like, a little tinge of that, just, like, kind of look around, just, like, these, this is, like, an afterthought for most of these people, and for mm. me, this is, like, an event, because I, I, sorry, I can't afford to go to Hawaii once a year, like, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that, this is my vacation. This is my special yeah. thing. That's why I've never been upset at a family at a theme park having a meltdown, because I'm like, you probably stay forever for this, too, yeah. and this is your moment. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, every once in a while, especially when you've, like, really put aside money for it, it's like, don't fucking judge me. Yeah. I... Everybody deserves their 
to treat themselves at some point. Yeah. Pardon for quoting Parks and Rec. That's like when we were at, <laughs> exactly. That's like when we were at Tromac. Like, I, I tried not to, like, vocally freak out too much, but <laughs> I also didn't, like, want to, like, stifle it too much because I was just like, I don't know when I'm going to be back here. I want to, like, show that I appreciate this food because, like, you know that the chefs are, like, as busy as they are. They're, like, looking for people that are, yeah, like, Yeah, they want to see their reactions. They yeah. They're working so hard back there. Yeah, and I... I always say, don't ever, like, keep keep your fucking nose down. Don't look what, what yeah. your neighbor has. If I'm broke as fuck, fine, but I'm also saving up really, really long for this one vacation, so I have this thing to think of when I'm working a really labor-intensive job for another six months until I can maybe do something like this again. Yeah. Uh, every Everybody deserves a chance to be like, you know what, fuck it, I deserve this. I work my ass off all the time. I had this coming to me. This is my thing. Whether it be, like, stupid expensive shoes that you're going to, like, try way too hard to keep clean at some point mm-hmm. or a real fancy restaurant. Uh, I, I'm i trying to think of what my next tasting kitchen goal is going to be. We Well, we ha- definitely have to go to the <clears throat> Petit Trois, which yep. is right next door to Trois Mec. Because I want real good French onion. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Nanaka, Ooh. which is a Japanese... Uh, I'm so mad I can't remember the name... Katsuoboshi, a Japanese katsuoboshi mm-hmm. place in Culver City, and it might be one of the few katsuoboshi places in the United mm. States, which is like a 12 to 13 course Japanese meal um, that is inspired by seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nanaka is really cool because it's one of the first like uh, restaurants of that caliber uh, owned by a woman and her lesbian partner, which is great. That's They're dope. Uh, these great pair of Japanese women and they take what they do so seriously they keep a binder of every person that's ever eaten there so they don't eat the same thing twice oh my god yes 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 yep. yes <clears throat> I, I think I watched uh, Mind of a Chef with her right? was it oh, uh, what, oh, Chef's Table yes 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 that was one. that was an incredible episode I love that one. Oh yeah uh, she's in Culver City and that's my next oh boy is it pricey how much uh, I think like 600 like 400 to 600 yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be... Just, maybe a 2018 goal. That's going to be like a 2018, <laughs> 2019 digit account, many cans, hopefully a bonus goal. Yeah. But a goal nonetheless. Uh, right now my cheaper one, and we're actually going to do a bunch of take a walk up. I probably just want like take a walk episode for it, is Kevin and I are doing Florida for five days. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing in the universe are tourist traps. I love tourist traps. Like world's biggest ball of yarn, that kind of world's stuff. World's biggest ball of yarn, Gatorland. Uh-huh. uh I, you ride in a fan boat? I want to find a fan boat ride so bad. You'll be able to find one, I think. Uh, I want to find one specifically uh, in the Orlando area. I know there is some that's a little bit cheaper just because um, I'm in between jobs. Thankfully, I prepaid this entire vacation oh, before good. I quit my last job. Uh, nice. <laughs> I was just you. kind of like, in case anything yeah. happens, I have a week of guaranteed survival. Yeah. Um, but I almost did a cruise, which is like the cheapest way mm-hmm. to prepay everything and go somewhere. Because if you prepay a carnival cruise nine months ahead of time, it's like 150 to $200, depending on where you're going. That's a good deal. Which is not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, although I'm obsessed with uh, cruise comedians. <laughs> well, that That is a sweet gig. It's a sweet gig, but also they're, like, older mm-hmm. and just 
angry at the universe in the funniest ways. When there's, <laughs> there's one guy who got heckled. He was just like, I watched a child shit on the Lido deck today. <laughs> <laughs> I loved everything about him. Um, so what is your ultimate Cindy treat yourself goal? <sighs> that is such a great question. Um, I would probably, I would love to go eat through Asia Mm. Like Thailand, Vietnam, just all of the food trucks. Yep, just eat all the street food. Just be there for for a good long time. Yeah, uh, I think I think my definitely have a fancy goal in mind, and I really want to try press duck in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Press duck or quail under glass, or basically like anything that you saw people in old timey movies ordering that still kind of exists in some place. Yeah, like if it needs a specific device or serving method. Those are the things I am desperate to try mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Um, how do you recommend for a layman trying to save up for something special go about it? Um, just just pick pick like a pick where you want to go, find out how much it's gonna cost you, work out how long feasibly it's gonna take you to save up that much. Find like, the off season. Yeah, find yeah, definitely go off season. Um, and then just be like, okay. I need to save, let's say you need to save two grand, but it's going to take you 18 months. Just figure out what you need to. What do I cut out? Yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you cut out? What do you, what are the things you're going to have to say no to? Like whether it's like your cappuccino in the morning, just cut out. It doesn't need to be huge. Like you don't need to be putting away. Shit really does add up. Yeah, it really does. Like I've, I save, I put away like $26.50. That's a very specific amount, but (laughs) I I forget the story of why I, I have to do that amount. Oh, because. One year, I, I was like, okay, I want to save, but I don't want it to be, like, this daunting thing. So week one of the year, I put away a dollar. Week two of the year, put away $2. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth until I was saving $52 by the last week of the year. Mm-hmm. And then I think I calculated how much that would just be, like, if I saved the same dollar amount each week, and that comes out to $26.50. Mm-hmm. So now I've just kept with that kind of, like, ritual of doing that. And you don't miss it. No. And I save, like, over a grand a year mm-hmm. just doing that other than, like, you know things that I put away like I always put away like birthday money I'll, that and that's another thing if you get money for like a birthday or like a, a job promotion or something always put at least half of it away that's yeah. a big thing for me I do a 50 50 roll yeah. 50 50 goes for emergencies and then the other mm-hmm. 50 goes towards funsies because if not I'm just going to tap into emergency yeah like I have to scratch that itch yeah and if, if yeah and another thing if you have to dip into your savings for for an emergency make sure to pay yourself back that's been a huge thing for me because like yeah I'll take I always money. put it back yeah I'm like, okay, I took out 600 bucks. I need to pay myself back for that. Yeah, I, like I'll spend an entire month of just not going out and mm-hmm. not doing anything because I never want that to dip under because then before you know it, you're like, how do I have $50? I had 1000 What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I quit smoking because I wanted to see how much money – because like I've been wanting to quit smoking for a while, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of like monetarily, let's see what this does for me. Uh, so after a few months, I was just like, oh, fuck. How much have you saved? Uh – this is going to say how much of a gross smoker I was, but I quit smoking in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been taking the pack amount and putting it in my savings, and I have saved $300. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I smell great. I'm still winded, but that's mostly because I'm chubby. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I've saved $300 from not smoking. And that's incredible. I'm already just, like, I put 150 into savings, but I'm just kind of like, what am I going to do with that dumb 150 mm-hmm. And what I... Th- Think I'm gonna do with it is since we live in Los Angeles, I want to go to um, damn you, what's it? 
nope, Hashimoto's is a disease. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that really old Japanese restaurant on the hill next to the Magic Castle. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't know the name of it, though. Yoshimo. You. I'm just going to keep coming up with disease names, <laughs> but it's like the, one of the oldest uh, restaurants mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and it's got this very cool view, and it's got like this koi pond, and like... I bet Greg Gonzalez would know. I, he's going to be on soon, and we're going to do... Uh, I'm going to have an entire week where we're going to have the Pretty Scary Podcast Girls on the Network and Greg Gonzalez... Uh, take me on murder routes oh, around fun. Los Angeles, and I'm gonna have somebody design me a murder map for people that if they want to take a tour of like all the famous murders. But uh, representing Latinos, Greg Gonzalez is gonna take me on the Richard Ramirez murder map. Hell yes, <laughs> creepy as fuck. <laughs> Which also, weirdly enough, uh, death tourism. Expensive indulgence in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. There's a huge market in that. Ghost tours, kind of pricey. Yeah. Uh, murder tours, kind of pricey. But Rivers Langley can take you on one of those. Uh, he's going to take me on a Griffith Observatory tour as another episode, though. Um, but I was looking into it, and I think one of the Los Angeles death tours is like $75. Jesus. I know, fuck that shit. How long is it? Uh, I think it was, like, all night, and you get, like, your own flashlight and a neat hat, and, uh, I wanted to go with a friend to do a episode about it, but we're just like, oh, we're not spending spending $75 each. We'll, we'll all rip each other's next part. Um. If there's a Groupon for that, though, let me know. Who? Yeah. Gotta love them Groupons. Uh, one last thing before we go. Uh, what would you say is the importance of treating yourself and having indulgence moments? Um, I think it's important to treat yourself just to have a goal to work toward because I get super down at my job a lot. Mm -hmm. And so if I have a thing to look forward to, it makes getting through each week that much easier for me. Yeah. It still sucks, but like, like I just went to the Grand Canyon last weekend and like the weeks leading up to that, I was just like, all right, just got to get through this week because it's one more week to the Grand Canyon. And then Mm -hmm. finally that Friday before I finally get to leave, it's just like that release of just like. That countdown yes. until it. And now I'm just like, okay, now I'm like thinking like, okay, I'm always thinking like, what's my next thing? It's just yeah. like these little tiny goals to hit. And I, I, that's what like, I'm a person of like routine and, and structure. So Same. having a goal, especially a fun goal is really nice on my brain. It's that carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah. Cause like when I was working overtime shifts and just like the most, uh, difficult, like long, nearly 11 hour shifts, I was just kind of like, all right, I have that cabin trip that we're going to take over the weekend. And now it's just kind of like, all right, I just got to get through the next week and a half. And we've got that, like, prepaid trip that we mm-hmm. saved up for. And then after that, who knows? I'm going to find another neat Groupon that's going to be way down the line in the off season. It, probably during, like, hurricane season somewhere yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of before. Exciting. But it's that thing where when somebody's being a dick to you at work or just a day is particularly difficult, you can kind of rub your temples and just be like, all right, in six months. Yeah. I'm going to be somewhere really cool, sipping on something really fun, and I'm going to hang on for that. I'm not going to be thinking about this fucking shithole. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Oh, I love my new job, thankfully, for that. Uh, probably going to be putting a lot of photos of the office dog on the Unpop Snapchat soon, because oh, yes. she's great. What's her name? Her name is Etta James, Aww. and she's a giant 60-year-old boof uh, that... 60. 
60-pound uh, boof. <laughs> 16 uh, in dog years, maybe. She's like nine, mm-hmm. so probably 16 dog years, and she likes to lounge around my feet and go, Bleh, when I don't look. <laughs> she's that kind of, like, she doesn't bark. She goes, Bleh, when she wants your attention. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love her. So, where can the people find you? Um, I have a podcast called You Do What?, um, yeah, just look for it that way. I'm Instagram is Cindy Aravina Jr. That's Jr. Um, at Cindy M Aravina on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. And tell us a little bit what you do. What is before we go, so the people know what it is. Um, I'm a comedian. Cause you do what? <laughs> uh, I do comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, comedy and uh, podcasting. I already said that. Uh, I be a person. That's what I do. Cindy, be a person. And You Do What is a podcast that basically... Oh, yeah. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to help you because tired brain because the room's getting slowly hotter. Yeah, it's getting very hot in here. Uh, I can't wait to turn on the Wally AC. Yes. uh, For more background before you just jump into a podcast, it's about traditions and rituals. Vanessa's been on it. We talked about ethnic foods because that's all we fucking love to talk about is food. Especially if it's Um, stinky. Yeah, especially stinky food. Oh, the best stinky food. Yeah. Yeah. So please find me. Listen to it. I would love more listeners. Yay! And you guys know where you can find me, because you're listening to me. Uh, always happy to take your su- suggestions for locations and comedians. Uh, July 16th, I have a show. It's going to be my first one that I'm producing and hosting, and I'm real excited about it. Uh, other than that festival that one time that you guys remember, where I was super tired during that week. It's called Avalanche! Exclamation mark, And it's at The Resident in downtown Los Angeles. And it's this great, big, beautiful room, and it's the first one. And please come out. I'm going to give you all many, many hugs. Um, and like I said, treat yourself. Take a walk. I love you. Bye! Bye.